And you know, in the huddle, I just told my guys that we're going to make this and we're going to win. There's no other, there's no other option for us. We just got to win this game. Welcome into the Wyoming Sports Podcast. I am your host, David Graff. Joined alongside me usually is Robert Munoz, but he's super busy this week, as you can imagine, covering Frontier Days. There's so much going on with that. So he won't be on this podcast with me today, but we're going to have a real short episode, real quick one. I just wanted to get something out there, get... All the people, you know, something to listen to for, you know, probably 10, 15 minutes here. Give you something to think about as we head into next week. We've got some interviews from the Wyoming Coaches Foundation All-Star Games, North-South All-Star Games last weekend were held up here in Casper at Casper College. The boys game was an absolute thriller with Brady Storbo knocking in a game-winning layup. If you haven't seen the video of that layup, go check it out on my Twitter, at Mr. David Graff. Epic play. Epic inbound play. A little bit of misdirection. Fake me out. I thought for sure they'd be going to Dalton Peterson, who had 31 points in the game. And instead, Brady Storbo, his 16th and 17th points on a nice little layup to give the South team the victory. The South went 3-0. and on the day, won volleyball, won the girls game, and capped it off with an overtime game-winning bucket from Mr. Storbo. So he's one of the interviews coming up here. We also have some of the girls game participants, and then, of course, Dalton Peterson. I mean, the guy had 31 points. you got to talk to him after he has a game like that. He was incredible, absolutely dominant for the South team in that game. It was really eye-opening. Can't wait to see him hopefully just get better at Casper College here. So really looking forward to that. Wanted to share a few thoughts about conference realignment before we get into those interviews here. I don't think that Texas and Oklahoma blowing up the Big 12 will affect the Mountain West all that much. I really don't. I think if any team were to leave, it would probably be Boise State. But Boise State, I don't think anybody really wants them. It's the sad truth for them. I don't think that anybody wants to add Boise State and all the headaches that come with them to their conference. They just don't bring enough. They're a great football program, which, as we're seeing, drives everything with Texas and Oklahoma football is the king. It's the cash king. It drives revenue for these athletic departments. It's everything. It really is. But there are always other considerations to be made. And Boise State, just they don't bring anything else to the table. It's not a top-tier academic institution, nor are they particularly good at basketball or any other sport, really. They, they just have an exciting football team that plays on blue turf. Really, That's about all they have. Everybody remembers the team that plays on blue turf. That's the sad reality for Boise State. So as a result of that, I don't think that University of Wyoming is going to get too affected by what's going on with the Big 12. 
I think if anybody is in danger of leaving the conference, personally, nothing sourced here. I just think that the Air Force Academy is definitely appealing from a competitive, academic, all kinds of things standpoint. I just think that they they might be appealing for another conference to pick off the Air Force Academy. Everyone knows that service academies have a lot of loyal fans, and service academy ga- football games, at least, they're always exciting when they're playing one another. There's a lot of fanfare surrounding those events. So that would be the one school in the Mountain West that I think really has a chance to, I don't know, capitalize for themselves on what's happening with this potential massive culture shift landscape changing event of OU and Texas going to the SEC it seems right now at least in 2025 I don't know I have a good source great source that Craig Thompson Mountain West Commissioner has been working hard he's been working the phones with everything that's going on in college sports. So he's doing something. I don't know what he's doing, but he's definitely doing something after all of this has gone down with the Big 12, Oklahoma, Texas, and SEC. It's interesting to me as well that he was one of the guys in the room to help expand the college football playoff. He was one of those guys that proposed this new and updated expanded college football playoff format so he might have expected some sort of potential fallout from all of this and already had something in the works I don't know he's not been the most proactive conference commissioner that's for sure but it seems like he's given a hardline stance with Boise State or at least for now which is nice to see from him and for everybody else who's not a fan of the turf smurfs i'll talk about this more with robert probably next week i really want to hear robert's thoughts on everything that's going on with college football and the whole shifting landscape and everything so you'll hear a lot more about this i'll probably expand more on my thoughts but right now let's get into these interviews a little heads up these interviews were recorded filmed after the games after each game at casper college so it's not the greatest audio quality there's a lot of background noise a lot of people dribbling basketballs what do you know when there are basketball games going on so bear with me make out what you can if not you can always rewind it and listen to it again the beauty of a podcast let's start first with brooklyn heatrek who played at Natrona County High School and got injured during the week heading into the Wyoming Coaches Foundation All-Star Games. So she was unable to really play in the game, but it was a really cool moment at the end of the game. She got subbed in with less than a minute to go. Coach Cody Hellenbolt, who coaches Douglas and a couple of our upcoming guests, and he'll be on here as well, he got with the North coaches, I guess, and they had decided that they'd get Brooklyn in somehow some way and she got in and she was able to put home a layup she she was shocked her face was shocked it was a really cool moment and really something that was awesome to see especially since this is probably the this is the last time that most of these girls would at least get to represent their high schools in something and it it was just cool so here she is talking about 
that final minute of the game and her entry into the contest. on both teams here. We have some great girls. I mean, what does it mean to you to just be a part of this game and be selected? It means everything to me. I think getting selected for this is a validation of my four years of hard work and everyone's four years of hard work. So just being here just means that someone noticed that I put in that work. So it's Were amazing. Were you nervous at all that the shot was going to I was so nervous I was going to miss it. Everyone was watching, so I would be embarrassing if I missed that. And I do miss layups sometimes, so... All right, next up, let's go to coach Cody Hellenbolt, who coached the South team. He's been the head coach at Douglas High School for a while now. He was the last four years when Allison Furtick, Jocelyn Igo, and Camden Townsend have been absolutely dominant for the Bearcats, winning three state titles. Should have four, if not for a pandemic, over the last four years. He's talking about this trio of seniors and and Allison Furtick's rebounding skills, which if you haven't seen the story that I did on Allison, check that out. You can find it on my Twitter as well, at Mr. David Graff. So what, what, was it, what did it mean for you to just be out there one last time with your trio of seniors? Um, you know, it was kind of a little bit emotional, a little bit more than maybe I thought it was going to be, just, um, you know, kind of the finality of it, um, but it was fun. I, I, you know, when they talked about this game and I knew those three were going to be playing, I was really hopeful that I would get to coach them just um, because, you know, we've had such a great run together. And um, it's a fun way to cap it off, to mix in some other kids and, and you know, just had a fun week with them. So it was awesome. What, what, um, what does it mean to you to just be a part of this game as the coach? It's awesome. I, you know, it's such a cool experience. Um, I think for everybody, um, these, you know, these kids are picked based on not only their basketball but their character. So it's great to be around such a group of quality kids, and it's just a really neat experience um, to see just everything that these kids uh, do. What do you think of Allison grabbed like a hundred there? I mean, what do you what what is the best part about that for you as a coach? Um, well, the best part, there's two things that are the best part. First of all, um, you know, when a shot goes up, you have to kind of worry about the rebound. Well, usually, but I don't have to do that. And then the, the other thing is, I, you know, we don't have to work on too many. For the last four years, we have not had to work on boxing out as much as normally a high school girls basketball coach does because those drills are always the ones where you get like an ankle sprain or something and someone gets elbowed in the face. So that's part of why we've been able to stay so healthy, I think, with these three kids is because, uh, you know, we haven't had to do as much of that stuff because she just, she's got such great wingspan and ability to go get the ball. It's, it's fun to watch. All right, let's go to Jocelyn Igo now, who was a wizard in the game. She was absolutely fantastic, dishing out assists everywhere, as she is the all-time assist leader in girls' basketball in the state of Wyoming. So pretty fitting that she'd only have four points, but a ton of assists in this game. She was absolutely magnificent. How much fun was it just being out there playing with, you know, Helen Bolt 
you were balling out there. Did you were you in a, did you feel like you were in the zone or anything? That, uh, Not really. I just felt like I was playing my normal game, trying to take care of the ball and create stuff for others. So it was a fun game. And our final interview from the girls game, Allison Fertig, big fan of her on this podcast. She's great. Talk to her about rebounding as well and just kind of getting out on the floor that last time with this group of girls and Coach Helen Bolt. So, I mean, what did it mean to you to just be out there one final time with Coach Helen Bolt, Jocelyn, Camden, just play together as a group like that? Um, it's very bittersweet because I love the group of girls I was with this year for high school and I love having Helen Bolt as my coach and it's bittersweet because this is actually the last time he will ever coach me and in the future and I'll never forget him and these girls will forever be my friends and I yeah, I can't wait to see what their future holds too. So. Now, you grab close to 100 rebounds. <laughs> Do you prefer to grab an offensive rebound or a defensive rebound? Um, no preference. No preference because, well, I actually like defensive rebounds more because if I'm grabbing an offensive rebound, it means my teammates miss and I like it when they are scoring buckets so um, defensive because and I like to secure the ball on def defensive boards but overall I just like rebounding because I'm tall so I need to use that as my advantage and it was a god-given gift and I want to use it to the best of my ability. I didn't expect to see you on the roster. What did it mean to you to just be here? Um, you know, I've been I've been pretty busy with college and stuff, like workouts, but it was like a privilege being here and getting to represent um, South team one more time, and it was really fun. All right, we move to the boys game now where Dalton Peterson, let's just get right to him, 31 points, would have been hands down the MVP if Brady Storbo hadn't been the one to make the game-winning shot. ton of guys on the north and ton of guys on the south so uh, we're, we're pretty good friends and they uh, they definitely pushed me to be better you know in the, the summer workouts uh, just in my head knowing they're they're working so I gotta gotta be working too so I can compete with them and it was a ton of fun to come out and compete with those guys tonight so you're playing here at Casper College mm -hmm. where you're going to be playing next season yep was that any extra motivation for you a little bit uh coach wasn't here tonight but uh I, I had in my mind I, I knew some of the players were going to come so I had to you know Try, try to play well to, uh, you know, make sure they, they knew what they had coming next year. Uh, but, no, it was a, it was a good uh, good way to get a first win in the, the gym in the future. So uh, I'm excited for many more to come. So. You were blown out right in the first half. I, I was texting people. I was like, man, this guy's incredible. Right? He's not a one-hit wonder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what's it like when you're in a zone like that? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, really. It's just like no other feeling in the world. And, uh your teammates, you know, are cheering you on and helping you out, finishing layups, you know, off passes and getting me the ball. It's just there's no other feeling like it, really. That's, you know, one of the reasons I fell in love with basketball. It's one of the one of the best feelings there is. So. No bloody nose this time. I know. I was lucky. I thought, you know, that's. I, I remember talking with you last time. It seemed like every game I got one of those, but not today. I got lucky. So, <laughs> got lucky. But. Thank you. And we end it with the guy who made the game winner. You got to talk to the game winner guy, 
you got to talk to the guy who hit the game-winning basket in overtime of an All-Star game, Brady Storbo. Just phenomenal performance from him. He was spinning, wheeling, dealing, putting home layups like like he did to win the game. So here he is. You know that last play was coming to you? Uh, yeah, it was either me or Dalton. And, you know, in the huddle, I just told my guys that we're going to make this and we're going to win. There's no other there's no other option for us. We just got to win this game. Why was it so important to win? You know, the North has won now 4 We're 4-0 this year, so it was big for us to get that. We won the Shrine Bowl, South won the volleyball, the girls won, and now we won. So it was good. The South's reigning now. When, when you were coming in, I mean, I didn't know it was going to come, but I knew I was going to make it. And I hope you guys enjoyed those interviews. Once again, I am really sorry. The audio quality, we're talking in a loud gym. A lot of parents, a lot of friends, a lot of family at those games. So not the quietest audio, but I hope you guys enjoyed those interviews. We'll be back next week with a more normal episode with Robert as well. I'm glad that he... Is covering CFD as in-depth as he is, but I know it's an absolute grind, so he can't wait to have some time to get back on the podcast here. Also want to shout out the new UW YO Sports beat writer, Josh Criswell. Josh is a great friend of mine. We talk frequently, so I expect to see him on the podcast pretty often. He's a great guy. He does a great job writing stories and just you know, engaging people. He's an unbelievable communicator and really, really does hit the work. He does the work. He puts it in. He's in depth. I mean, we miss Michael Katz, but I don't think you could have found a better replacement than Josh Criswell. So really happy to have him on the podcast here soon. A great friend, happy to have him in the state of Wyoming here as well. And look forward to you guys getting to know Josh really well. A little background on Josh is he comes from a national championship beat coverage. He was covering Sam Houston State down in Huntsville, Texas. They won the FCS championship this past year, hence national championship winning beat writer, I guess. Well, I guess he didn't win the national championship, but he was around a bunch of people who did win a national championship. So we'll we'll give him that one for now. We'll give it to him, maybe. I don't know, but really happy to have him on the podcast. Hopefully here really soon. Looking forward to helping him move in this weekend into Laramie, actually. So really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Sorry again for the audio quality on the interviews. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. But thank you for listening. Thank you for everybody who's subscribed to the podcast. Really love seeing the growth of the podcast every week. It just surprises me how many more people are downloading the podcast. So I really appreciate everybody who's been sharing it. Can't wait to talk to Robert again next week. want to say thank you to everybody who's thrown a few shekels to the podcast. Always helps. Always helps, especially in this profession. Shout out to Shakewell for the music. Talk to you next week. Hope you're getting to enjoy CFD.
Shout out any suggestions, baby. Now 